Hello, and welcome to Creative Writing Out Loud, your place to hear the latest fiction and poetry from America's creative writers. I'm your host, Alexander Smith. CWO is edited and produced by yours truly, and new episodes are released every Tuesday. Stay updated on our Facebook page and by visiting creativewritingoutloud.com. Stay tuned. On today's episode of Creative Writing Out Loud, you'll be listening to The End by Nicole Halberg. Nicole Halberg has been secretly writing about her battle with mental illness for most of her life. Since going public about it, she has published several times and aims to reduce the current stigma around mental health issues. Her stories have been featured in TheMighty.com and on an international bipolar website. She lives in Southern California with her fiancé and dog. She blogs at ThatGirlInBrooklyn.wordpress.com. That's ThatGirlInBKLYN.wordpress.com. And you can follow her on Twitter at Nickel underscore Press. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. The End by Nicole Halberg. Copyright 2016. Something as simple as a smell can trigger mania. Orange blossoms, suntan oil, pine trees. I can catch just a hint of coconut in the air and suddenly be whisked away. Sometimes other little things trigger it too. New outfits, getting too much or not enough sleep and things like redecorating or getting a new haircut almost always trigger it. New relationships are the worst. That warm feeling of having someone else to get lost in is intoxicating. Excitedly getting to know someone, the rush of dopamine and endorphins surging through your body. Sometimes it's completely random. Some tick in my brain, some neurotransmitter, some chemical misfire, and I find myself giddy, irrational, Impulsive and strangely annoyed. It always starts out great. The first few waves of excitement course through my body like a drug, pushing all the darkness out, surrounding me in light and clarity. I feel invincible, beautiful, prolific. I'm at ease with everyone. I move through my day seamlessly, feeling strong and powerful, all thoughts of darkness and pain behind me. This is it, I think. The depression has broken. I am free. But soon enough, the anxiety and irritability creep in, slowly at first, but eventually they come rushing in, soaking up all the power and beauty. Agitation replaces strength. Positive and negative thoughts are swirling in my mind, creating a storm, like cold air and hot air waiting for the lightning. My head becomes a thunderstorm of pain, contradiction, and confusion. What's the worst thing you have done while manic? The doctor's voice jerking me back from my thoughts. Well, that depends. I answer, crossing my legs and looking up at him from under my eyelashes. Why don't you tell me what you think is the worst thing you've done? Ugh, I mutter, flipping my hair and uncrossing my legs. By this point, I'm bored. Bored of the stale old doctor and his reverse psychology nonsense. He continues to tap his pen on his clipboard while waiting for me to answer. For a second, I think I see boredom in his eyes. Would you rather we start with what brought you here this time? He says calmly. 
I'm just so bored. Bored with? He asks. Bored with everything, I say, letting out an exasperated sigh. This stupid town, all these stupid people, the rules, the expectations, I'm drowning in it. I stop talking and realize I have been pacing across the room. I don't remember standing up. The doctor looks at me sympathetically, so I walk back to the couch and sit down. Are you ready to talk now? He asks. For once, I don't tell him the stories I know he wants to hear. The stuff they all want to hear. I don't shock him with my reckless behavior or quote him lines from my depressing poetry. For the first time, I tell him the truth. I'm scared. What? I'm scared. I'm sorry, you'll have to speak up. I'm scared! Okay. He waits patiently for me to go on, but I don't know if I can anymore, if I even want to. I have lived like this for so long, I don't know what it would be like to live without the doctors and the hospitals and the medication. I'm scared of everything, I say. I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of shadows. I'm scared of spoons. I'm scared of the future, of the past, of myself. I'm scared of failure, but I am more scared of success. I'm so scared that I am not good enough. That there is something inherently wrong with me. Something horrible and awful. Something that cannot be fixed. But honestly, I am more afraid that there is nothing wrong with me. What do you mean by that? Exasperated, my hand moves automatically to my hair. I stop myself before I actually pull any out. But in the few seconds I wasn't in control, I managed to create a pretty big knot. That's my new thing, you know. He nods. I started pulling out my hair when I realized food was just making me fat. I've actually lost 25 cents. I point to the bald spot and my voice trails off. Again, he nods. What do you want from me? I scream as I bolt off the couch, my hand shooting to my head. Do you want me to say it? I'm scared that there is nothing wrong with me that can be fixed. I'm afraid that this is just the way I am. I can't overcome this. I can't move on. Even if I do, it will always haunt me, one way or another. Pills, therapy, blood tests, failure, mood swings. It will always be part of me. I stop pacing, find myself face to face with a mirror that hangs above the small end table. I look at the matted hair, the bald spots from where I have pulled and tugged until no more hair will grow there. I look at the dark circles under my eyes. I actually can't for the life of me remember a time when they weren't there. I bite back tears and walk slowly back to the couch. I'm ready to sign the papers. I can't live like this anymore. We have done everything possible to cure this, to treat it, to get it under control, but nothing works. I can't take this struggle anymore. All right, he says. The laws for mental health patients have changed somewhat since we last talked. But as long as you have a family member ready to attest to your uh, uh, soundness of mind, such as it were, we shouldn't encounter any problems. My mom, I mutter, wondering if she's still sitting outside. Very well then. The law says that I must inform you of your right to cancel the procedure at any time. I wave him off. I don't care anymore. I am done fighting. I take the paper gown the nurse hands me. Where did she come from? I wonder how long it will take.
Welcome back. You've been listening to The End by Nicole Halberg. We hope you've enjoyed it. If so, please help spread the word by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or the social media platform of your choice. If you are not already a subscriber to our mailing list, visit creativewritingoutloud.com to join. Stay informed and get access to special subscriber-only opportunities. Are you a writer or poet? Want your work featured on the podcast? Send your submission to info at creativewritingoutloud.com. Music is by Yellowchair. This podcast is copyrighted 2016. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more creative writing.